I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. Last week, House Republicans made C-SPAN feel like Bravo TV. There was a lot of drama and arm twisting before Kevin McCarthy was finally elected as Speaker of the House. It only took four days and 15 ballots. Politics can be exhausting, and closer to home, that's precisely the critique often thrown at San Francisco City Hall. On Monday, in its first meeting of the new year, the Board of Supervisors had an important task at hand, electing its president. While it may not have had all the same drama we saw in Congress, what went down on Monday in San Francisco did have some parallels. There were deadlocked ballots, a shift of votes between the board's moderate and progressive members, and finally, after 17 ballots, 17, take that House of Representatives, an upset. Though incumbent Shimon Walton was favored to win, Supervisor Aaron Peskin, who represents District 3 in the city's northeast corner, was elected as the board's new president. The vote was 7 to 4. Today on Fifth Emission, Chronicle City Hall reporter J.D. Morris joins me to discuss what Peskin's election means. What can San Francisco residents expect from his leadership? He's had the gig before, and how may it be a departure from Walton's? J.D. Morris, great to have you here. First, explain why being the president of San Francisco's Board of Supervisors is significant. I understand it's the position that's next in line to the mayor, but what role does the president play in city governance? Well, the first thing I should say is that it's not the same thing as being the Speaker of the House, for example. It's it's not quite that powerful. Um, However, it is a very prominent position. Their big responsibility is running the weekly meetings of the board of supervisors, but they're also in charge of assigning the other supervisors to the various committees and choosing uh, which of them will be the chairs of those committees. And that's important because it kind of shapes the roles that all of the different supervisors play in terms of their ability to move legislation. Any piece of legislation can die in a committee before it gets to the full board, and whether or not something is likely to advance or not depends on who's on that committee at times. Hmm. So this very important role was held by Shimon Walton for two years. He's one of the city's more progressive supervisors, and it hasn't always been a smooth ride for Walton at City Hall. How would you describe his tenure as president? We did some stories um, several months back about some controversy surrounding him berating allegedly a sheriff's cadet while going through a metal detector at the entrance to City Hall. That issue uh, has not been resolved. The cadet filed a complaint and then was seeking uh, a review of that. There was a a dust-up between him and Mayor Breed at one point, I believe in 2021, where each of them were accusing the other one and their staff of uh, bullying behavior. But otherwise, I would say he did command a lot of respect from his colleagues. He ran the meetings very smoothly by all accounts. The other members of the board of supervisors have a lot of respect for Supervisor Walton and um, did uh, work with him pretty well for the year that I've been covering the board. Now, on Monday, the supervisors chose Aaron Peskin to be its president for the next two years. He's unseated Walton. Uh, And before we talk about why this selection process was sort of contentious, explain for me how nominations and voting works here. 
Every two years, the board has to pick a new president decided by a majority vote of its members. The president has to be another member of the board of supervisors. You know, they need a, six votes because there are 11 supervisors. So at the the inaugural meeting of the new session of supervisors, this is really the first order of business. And supervisor, you know, nominates another supervisor, and then they vote. And so what you saw Monday was three different supervisors were nominated. Walton, who wanted to have another term as president because he'd been doing that for two years. And then Supervisor Raphael Mandelman was nominated as well, as was Supervisor Connie Chan. Okay, so J.D., give me the play-by-play here of how this all went down. I understand there were 17 rounds of voting, 17 What happened? Yes, there were 17 rounds of voting, 12 to start off with, where nothing was really changing. Walton had five votes, including himself, uh, so one vote shy of a majority. Mandelman had four, and Connie Chan had two. After 12 rounds of voting, though, Supervisor Aaron Peskin who's the longest-serving member of the board, he put his own name forward as, you know, possible compromise because they were at an impasse. No one was getting to six votes no matter what what happened, no matter how many times they voted. And at first it didn't move things, but then eventually Connie Chan threw her support behind Aaron Peskin and Supervisor Myrna Melgar joined with her and then Raphael Mandelman did the same and his supporters did as well. And that was what happened on the 17th ballot and allowed Peskin to get the seven votes he needed to become president. Okay, so some votes moved around after a self-nomination by Peskin to avoid that kind of impasse we saw in the House of Representatives. Were any of those dynamics, the shifts in votes in favor of Peskin, were they surprising to you? Yes and no. Walton's allies were Supervisor Hillary Ronan, Supervisor Dean Preston, and Supervisor Asha Safai. All of that made sense. You know, Supervisor Peskin supported Walton as well um, when things started off. And, you know, so you really saw the progressives um, lining up behind Walton. I don't think a few weeks ago I would have expected Supervisor Chan to put her name forward, but I think what we heard from Supervisor Melgar, who supported her, was that she was really looking for somebody who could bridge the divide between the different political views on the board and just sort of move things forward in a unified fashion. I, I did kind of expect when Supervisor Joel Guardia was elected in November that there might be some consideration of a new president because Engardio is more moderate than the person he unseated, uh, progressive former supervisor Gordon Marr. Um, so it wasn't a surprise that Engardio rallied uh, behind Mandelman. But what I think you saw here was just a classic log jam. Peskin was someone that a majority of supervisors uh, would be willing to have lead them. You know, he's sort of the elder statesman of the board, having been around for so long. So I think that probably helped him a lot. More with City Hall reporter J.D. Morris after a quick break. What kind of leadership can San Francisco residents expect from Supervisor Aaron Peskin? And what's his relationship like with Mayor London Breed? We'll be right back. 
You can support Fifth Emission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. J.D. Morris, Supervisor Aaron Peskin is now the president of San Francisco's Board of Supervisors. For listeners who might not be as familiar with his policy positions, what does he typically support? So, you know, he's historically been a progressive, very strong supporter of rent control and affordable housing. Where he's been able to find common ground with the mayor, who's more moderate, recently has been around policing. He and the mayor had at one point, we're we're maybe going to go to the ballot with two different measures about police surveillance. Eventually, they came together, though, to pass legislation that allows SFPD to uh, tap into live surveillance feeds in certain circumstances. But, you know, I think when it comes to issues of housing, I would say he's more to the left than she is. You brought up new supervisor Joel Ingardio. He's the moderate who unseated former progressive supervisor Gordon Marr to represent the outer sunset. How do you expect him to shake up the dynamics on the board, if at all? He's going to be one of the more moderate supervisors for sure. So I think when it comes to possibly contentious issues like public safety, the role of the police and things like that, I would expect, based on what I know so far, to see him aligned with the likes of Supervisor Matt Dorsey and Catherine Stephanie, who are generally more moderate than the rest of their colleagues. But then, you know, we're going to have to see what that looks like in terms of sort of specific issues. But, you know, it was telling that he was aligned with them when it came to supporting Mandelman at first for board president and then switched over to Peskin. Now, San Francisco City Hall is really notorious for having drama, but Peskin's been keen to push back on the narrative that it's toxic. And Peskin himself has had to face some controversy in the past, including being open about his sobriety issues. How would you describe his relationship to the board at this point? You mentioned he's like the elder statesman. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I've not heard any groundswell of complaints. You know, he he did have um, some issues, as you referenced, uh, and he brought those up on Monday. You know, he thanked folks for having stood by him through his rough patch and said that he'd been 19 months sober. He's pretty respected, um, and folks get along with him pretty well. Even the mayor's office, uh, you know, has, has worked with him, despite having some, some policy disagreements just last year. You know, they were on opposite sides of housing policy in in November. They were supporting competing ballot measures. You know, he's somebody who who wants to work with the mayor's office, and and he was talking about that on Monday as well. And has Breed responded to Peskin's upset election as president of the Board of Supervisors? Yeah, I mean, she she was on the agenda too, so she came to the meeting, uh, sat down next to him, and, and addressed everybody. She Uh, used to be president of the board herself uh, and hadn't been in those chambers in a long time. I've been covering this for more than a year now, and that was the first time I'd seen her physically in the chambers. Uh, She usually appears virtually. But she was there, and she addressed him, but also, like, all of the supervisors that had been elected or re-elected and were starting their new terms, including Engardio and her comments were more at a high level, but, you know, she was talking about how she thinks San Franciscans really want everybody to come together and put petty politics aside and focus on the core issues. So 
definitely seem to be something that she supports. So, J.D., City Hall is your beat. So you follow City Hall politics very, very closely. What are you anticipating from this body of leaders as you look at the year ahead? Does this latest election signal more politics in San Francisco City Hall or maybe a departure from that narrative? I mean, there's a lot of really tricky issues facing the city right now, and not everybody is on the same page about different views when it comes to Things like, you know, the role of the police, things like market rate housing and whether and how the city should be supporting the development of that over, you know, housing that's 100 percent affordable. Just later this month, the board is going to have to take a vote on the housing element. That's sort of a a planning document about how the city is going to uh, plan for the construction of a lot of new housing over the next 10 years. So you've got a vote coming up about supervised drug consumption sites, which is not something that the mayor supports, at least as of last month. Um, And so I I think you're going to continue to see a lot of disagreement when it comes to some of these core issues facing San Francisco. But, you know, one thing about Peskin is that he's been able to work out compromises with the mayor in the past. So I think he will probably approach things in, in a similar spirit, but we'll have to see how things play out this year. Well, here's hoping. J.D., look forward to your coverage. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. J.D. Morris covers San Francisco City Hall for The Chronicle. For his story about Supervisor Aaron Peskin's upset election, as well as other San Francisco politics reporting, visit sfchronicle.com and The Chronicle app. Thanks to Francesca Fenzi and King Kaufman for editing this episode and for the production help. And thank you for listening. (laughs) 